Last time on Link Strike. Solomon, Ortega, and Mok Moksha leave for the town of Essequip under the directive of their parents. Along the way, they are attacked by zombies, and two friends jump in to help them. These friends had a dark secret, which we never really found out, but they had magical weapons, and I'm still going longer than 15 seconds. You're doing great. It's, this is going. perfect. Uh, yeah, you're doing great. It's as long as it needs to be, really. As long as it needs to be. All right. So let me tell you about the time I was seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the town, we found a blaze with man-eating servants of darkness who found our two friends and felled them, knocked us out, and then we awoke in a jail cell. Soon, the magical items that our companions had found themselves in the middle of our cell, which we took. They guided us to this hole, and we saw a flashback of this famous smith being murdered. We woke up, old and in a snow-covered field. What will happen this time on... Link Strike! Okay. It only took me six minutes to do the intro. You did it. Nice job, buddy. So you both have woken up in the cold and the snow. There's some sparse trees around you, and um, you are in tattered clothes. None of your traveling gear that you went with is, is with you. It's, it's dark. Night has fallen. And you hear sort of that, um, that, sort of, that sort of silence in the winter that you can kind of feel. And it is dark. Mock. Yes. Mock what? What happened? <clears throat> what what happened? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, are you okay? I don't know. I, I reach up and I feel this beard. You said last time I have a beard now. Yeah. I feel this scraggly beard on my face, and uh, uh, I I say, um, Mock, I I don't know what's happened. I I feel different. Where are we? What what is this place? Do you do you know what happened at all? Last thing I remember, we were in that that cave with the blood and the crystal. Yeah, there was a crystal woman in the middle of it. And, or was I dreaming that? Or was I dreaming the people in the shop? I, I, I don't know. That's the last thing I remember, too. We need to find home. We, it looks like we've been out here for years. Do we have those weapons that we had with us before, the axe and the knuckle dusters? You do not. So we have nothing but these tattered clothes on our back, and we're in a field of trees and snow. Could you actually both roll a couple of d20s for me? Yeah, I was going to say I want to roll for survival if nothing else happens. Do I add a modifier to that? Nope. Just a two. Twelve. Okay. Uh, you're good, as you are right now. Nothing, nothing has changed. Um, Solomon's dead. <laughs> Is he split in half? Sully, you you sort of pat yourself a yeah, little bit. Definitely, I'm I'm patting around trying to see if I have anything on me. Do I have the ledger? No, but where the ledger was, you feel something small and sort of rectangular. I pull it out. Looks like a flask. I want to unscrew it. Okay. And smell it. 
It's a very sharp smell. Can I taste it? Go for it. I take a swig. It's just straight whiskey. <coughs> yeah, this is whiskey. No, this is whiskey. I point to my whiskey. <laughs> um, I, why are you giving this to me? I, I look around my own body to see if I feel anything. Nothing. Nothing? Except for your clothes, your tattered clothes. Nothing? Uh, you have whatever you came into this world with, plus some clothes. Can I roll for survival? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, that is going to be a two. Yeah, um, you're in the woods, and it's snowy. Also, it's dark, and there are no... I will give you this much, even with the two. There are no leaves on the trees. So... <clears throat> it's winter. Mock, it seems, it seems to be winter and snowy. Are there clouds? Does it look like it's going to snow? It is snowing. It is currently snowing. Mock, what, uh, when did we leave? Wasn't it, like, summer? Mock, where, where do we go? What do we do? What's going on? I... When we find town, um, I'm going to start looking for any clearings in the trees or anywhere. It's, it's not densely forested. There are just trees around. Do I see any trails or any part where the snow seems to be more indented than not? I don't know. Do you? Make perception. It's going to be a 15 plus my intelligence, which again is infinite. So I'm good there. Oh, 15 plus 3, 18. Okay. You, uh, you see a small light in the distance. So Just I light. see a sign over uh, at the distance. Sully stops spinning in circles uh, and turns where? Over there, I point the light. Let's go. What are we waiting for? Just move cautiously. We we don't we don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, let's move towards the light. Okay. Cautiously. So it's it's a it's a bit of ways. Um, it's a, it's sort of a, a smaller dot on the on the horizon. Um, and uh, you walk for a bit through the snow. It's it's quiet. All is calm in this night. And then uh, Sully, could you roll a dexterity check for me? An eighteen. All right, you stub your toe on something, but you don't fall over. Okay. It felt very hard. Okay. And you heard a bit of a clank when it happened. Okay. Mock, I, I just tripped on something. Can I start digging? Go for it. At it? Yeah, so I, I bend down and I start you know, moving the snow off of this thing, trying to uncover what it is. Okay. You reach down into the snow and you grasp something that fits perfectly in your hand. It feels familiar and comfortable. Mock, I've got something we can burn. I hold up the, the axe, which has a hilt of wood, if uh, I remember correctly. No, it's all metal. Dang it. Uh, Mock, I found the my weapon from before. Wait, something we can burn. We're surrounded by trees. I retconned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, are those knuckle dusters around as well? I don't, I don't know. Can I... Keep sweeping a bit? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I do that. I join him in sweeping. Okay. You both sweep for a little bit. Um, could you both roll uh, uh, perception checks for me? Or investigation, I guess this would be. Okay. A critical failure. I got a 13. You cannot find the knuckle dusters anywhere. So earlier, it, it tugged us to that hole. Do you think you could try to like see if it tugs you to anything else? Uh, why don't you try? I try to grab his axe. You take his axe. I try to douse with it. You don't feel anything. Yeah, it's not pulling me anywhere. All right, well, better better you hold him that than me. 
So. Uh, see, I'm not used to training with something this large. So, uh, you did pretty good when you hit those bar window blocks. I just brute force. Yeah, that seems to be your specialty. I say, uh, I say, keep at it. Uh, I say, fine. I, I, I take the axe, and I'm getting kind of cold. I think so. Uh, let's keep moving, Mom. Mm-hmm. We keep moving toward the window. Okay. Roll. Um, I guess. I guess this would be uh, nature. And uh, yeah, nature check for me. Crit fail. Nature is going to be a nine. A nine. Um, okay, so Mock, uh, it's luckily nothing snuck up on you, but as you uh, as you're walking forward through these trees, just as they circle a little too close for comfort, you see two wolves circling you hungrily. I uh, put my hand out to stop Sully, and I point at the wolves. I put a, my free hand over my mouth so that I don't scream. Staring at the wolves, I start backing away slowly. You step on something hard in your foot. Uh, hoping that there's a knuckle duster that I reach down to pick up what I stepped on. They are. I grab them and slip them on very slowly while still staring at the wolves. The wolves approach and they crouch and are ready to pounce. Mock. Or about to fight some wolves. In the snow. They run faster than us, so I think that's probably your only option. Can I eye the distance to the cabin with the light? They're in between you and the cabin. Can I like look around and see if I see my instrument in the snow anywhere? It's nowhere. You didn't even, from if you remember, you didn't even have it when you left the jail cell. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, I gulp and uh, with great reluctance increase my grip on the battle axe. As you both tighten your grips on your your new, old, new weapons. Newly found. Your newly found old weapons. Oldly forged. You sort of clench your hands and as you ready yourself and your heart beats a little bit harder, a little bit faster as the adrenaline courses through your system. And you two, level up. Yay! You are both level two. Alright, so what does level up mean in this campaign of Link Strike? Okay, so you two, um, I asked you both, or I told you both a statement that I want you to think about, which was blood flows, crystal is solid. So with that in mind, uh, what sort of a path would you like to embody? So basically, I'm implementing upgrade trees for your weapon. Less trees, more of a path. It's like Mm -hmm. a fork. There's a path. You can pick which one it'll give you... uh, plus modifiers to your uh, damage output. So one is dice-based, one is average-based. Um, they're both added on as like your final modifier. The, your, the dice doesn't count as part of like a critical hit dice roll. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean toward blood. I just like rolling <laughs> dice because it's all about rolling dice. And I think I'm going to try and embody my character's um, stubbornness and persistence and strength and go with crystal. Okay, beautiful. And now on top of that, uh, so now that you have that, um, your weapons now, mock you add a d2 to your damage. A quarter? Like flip a quarter? You just roll a d4 and one and two is one, mm. three and four is two. Isn't it great how math works that way? Math! And uh, Solomon, you will uh, 
have a plus one to all your damage rolls. Admittedly, it's not the most balanced for the first tier. Yeah, you can get twice as much as me sometimes. But it gets better as it goes on. Specifically half. <laughs> then on top of that, you're both level two. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Wait, what does how, that mean? How does levels up work in this campaign of Link Strike? Well, I'm glad you asked. So basically, uh, because there's just two of you, and I don't want to spend all day, every day, trying to balance every single encounter you come across. I was like, he's <laughs> not. <laughs> so how can I, mean, as those zombies before showed us? <laughs> Um, so you guys are going to, uh, do an alternate rule set. Um, really this was made popular in, uh, 3.5e. Yeah, 3.5e. Before the development of archetypes. Yes. So it was the idea, it was like how to multi-class before multi-classing was a thing. Um, now in 5e, admittedly, it gets wicked strong, but as such, it's pretty fun to do. So you guys are going to be making gestalt builds. Um, which means you are multi-classing, but you don't have to sacrifice any levels in any. So when you're level 10, you can be 10 of this and 10 of that instead of 5 of this, 5 of that. And um, you guys know this, but I don't believe your characters have full grasp of what they're going through at the moment. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to be able to like burn these wolves. So, I mean, you can do stuff. Now, maybe how that comes about, is, so, is a little interesting. So we now have more power than we know to work with, and that's going to lead to some interesting role-playing implications, I think. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So let's just take a few minutes, and we'll work on getting these level-up things set, okay. and then we'll come back and talk about what we've done. Sounds good. So right now, um, Victor and I, a.k.a. Sully and Mock, are leveling up, and we're picking spells with the Gestalted rules. Uh, did you want to explain a little bit more about how that works in terms of skills and how spell casting oh, yeah, and good dice work? Okay, so uh, Gestalt's is basically so you can have the best of both worlds um, and make a pretty powerful character. Um, and so the main things that are uh, applied in this is uh, when you pick your two classes uh, that you're Gestalting with, you use the hit dice from whichever has the higher hit dice. Um, and that one sort of becomes your quote-unquote main, which you use for your uh, ability score increases as you level up. And you get the spells known from both sides, the quantity of spells known for both sides, but you get use the multi-classing uh, spell chart to tell you how many spell slots you have. And how is this different from just normal multi-classing? Because with multi-classing, you have to sacrifice levels and some for the other. So say to reach level 20, if I were to be, say, a uh, champion fighter and a uh, totem warrior barbarian, I would go 17 in barbarian and 3 in fighter. And that would be me as a level 20 overall character. But with a gestalt character, I could be a level 20 totem barbarian while also being a level 20 champion fighter. Wow, that is absurd. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Mock, you were a monk before. And what are you gestalting into? As you, Eric, know, but Mock maybe does not. Uh, Mock does not know that he is becoming a wizardary. And it's a combination of wizard and legendary. Uh, wizardary. <laughs> wizardary. And I'm going to be using a lot of magic. May have jig. And hitting things with my fists. So monks 
have the limitation of multi-classing normally, where they can't branch out into anything because their levels are very dependent on the damage dice that they do. Um, that's really their main appeal. But with Gestalting, it's going to break things a little bit. Yeah, I'm afraid it's going to be scary. Um, oh, a couple other uh, Gestalt things here. Um, your skill proficiencies. You get the number of skills for whichever class gets more, but you choose freely from the lists of both. Um, you get all your weapon armor tool proficiencies. Uh, multiple attacks. Those uh, is just from whichever is higher. So that way if you get a multiple attack in one and a multiple attack in another, that doesn't mean you get three attacks. It just means you still get two. Same, like, same as like with multi-classing. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all of the rules that you needed to know about it. And the rest we'll handle on a case-by-case -case basis. I like to try and say yes to everything, but you guys are really scary already. So, Yeah, because Sully, Solomon, is on track to become not just a bard. But the president um, of the United States of America. But the president of the United... Sorry, got to change it. The president of the United States... Of America. You're going to love it. It's huge. It's going to love it. It's great. The war axe, biggest you've ever seen. I'm going to be a warlock. I'm going to be a warlock as well. Uh, so what that means is uh, Sully's going to have some uh, musical abilities. He's also going to have some weird dark magic stuff that I don't even fully understand yet. Um, leveling up as the bard, he is getting jack of all trades. So I can now add half of my proficiency to any skills that I do not have proficiency on. So Sully's going to become a bit more competent from here on out. He also gets Song of Rest, uh, which gives him a, a general boost that he can do during short rests for people around the area uh, to help them heal up a bit. Um, but yeah, so leveling up, going on that path. Um, can your patron be Patreon? <laughs> and yeah. you just slowly earn an income? That's as, it. That's... That would be ideal. <laughs> Are you boys ready to rock and roll? Ready to actually play this thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Ready to go. So you grasp your weapons, you level up, as you know your character wouldn't understand what that means. Bing, bing, bing. But you feel stronger, you feel vigorous, and these wolves in front of you are looking hungry for blood. They are some hungry boys. So why don't we go ahead and roll for initiative? Let's do it. 16. All right. 13. Very nice, very nice. All right, so first up in the order, we have Sully. Yeah, so I'm going to... The, wol the wolves are about 10 feet away from you, we'll okay. say. They're side by side. Cool. Um, I'm going to grit my teeth, plant my feet in the snow, and give a shout as I leap forward at the first wolf and swing with my war axe. Okay. Roll to hit. I don't know what modifiers I will add to this. Can you paint it out for me? It's going to be proficiency. Yeah, proficiency and your strength. Not anymore. Charisma now. <laughs> I've been baited. With my level up into the second level warlock build, I now have my charisma modifier on melee attacks with this weapon. As well as your strength? Or just you? Just up. charisma instead. Just charisma. So that is actually going to be a plus five. So that's a ten to hit. So you just sort of like charm your axe and be like yeah i'm strong enough to lift you pretty much it's all it's all sort of like mind over matter type deal like if i can convince myself that i can do it anything is possible okay and that's what sully tells himself as he lunges forward if i can believe that i can hit them anything can happen and i lunge forward 
and you get a big old chunk of snow because you, you missed the wolf. Yeah. But at least you believe. And that's what matters. That's what matters. I'm proud of Sully. Next up is Muck. Yeah, the wolf ducks deftly to the side out of the way of your attack. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of swing and hit right in between the two of them. Cool. So I'm going to swing at uh, the other wolf that was not swung at. Okay. With your the uh, knife on the... and I'm just going to punch it. You're going to punch it? Yeah. With the brass knuckle. 11 to hit. Uh, that's not going to hit. Cool. I'll miss it. All right. Next up is wolf number one. He is uh, upset that Sully swung at him. So he's going to lunge at him with the bite. Yeah, 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is... I'm going to... Don't look at my That's not something you joke about. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's a, that's a six. Oh. So he misses. And the next up is wolf number two, who was not happy about almost being punched in the head. So he's going to take a bite at the hand that punches him, I guess. Uh, that's a 12 to hit. It's not going to hit. It doesn't hit? Yeah. Oh, right. You've got an armor defense. I do have an armor defense. That's fancy. All right, next up in the order is Sully again. So everybody's just like whiffing each other right now. Mm-hmm. Sully's going to swing again, get a whiff of that. And that is going to be a 19. Woo, that's a hit. On wolf number one? On the same wolf as before. And let me actually see if I can make this cooler. Yeah, can I reckon a little bit to use a new ability? Sure. Cool. So after I miffed the first time and just hit into the snow... I want to, like, I Sully lift his head up and just stare daggers at that wolf that was right next to him. Okay. Um, and I don't know if, like, a chill passes in the air or something, but... It is uh, cold. A baleful curse falls upon that wolf that I was looking at, and it's been cursed by the Hexblade. Ooh. What does uh, this mean? This means that on my next attack... Well, okay, so as a bonus action, choose one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. The target is cursed for one minute. The curse ends early if the target dies, or I die. Um, I gain a bonus damage rolls against the cursed target of my proficiency. And any attack roll that I make against the cursed target is a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. Oh, it's like being a champion. It's like being a, well, yeah, but it's being a warlock with the Hexblade curse. Um, So essentially, I stare daggers at this wolf, a chill goes through the air, and the next time it's my attack, I lift up the axe and I bring it down and I just hit right perfect because I got a 19 and that makes this a crit. All right. You swing directly into this thing. Show me. Oh, it's a crit. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right. Show me what the what the damage is on that. I don't know what's the damage on the war axe that you gave me. It, it's a it's a battle axe. On the battle axe that you gave me. So it's, it's versatile. If you wield it one-handed, it's a D8. Two-handed, it's a D10. This is two-handed. So this wolf that I just missed, I'm going to bring the axe up. I'm going to roll and hit it. That is a five. And I'm going to add to that. Did you roll twice? Oh, critical. yeah. Critical hit. Five plus seven. That's 12. And that's going to be plus uh, my charisma, which is three. So that's 15 plus one from the axe. Mm-hmm. 16 plus... From the curse, my proficiency, so oh, plus two. So that's going to be 18 points of damage. Okay, so you miss this first attack, and then you look up at the wolf, stare daggers at it as it misses you. And Sully, you are not a violent person. Sully prides himself on, on being a pacifist, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, he feels some sort of 
dark energy swell up within him and he hefts that axe back up again and in one swing cleaves this wolf in two yeah and it there's not a sound it doesn't get out a, a yelp or a whimper you just cut it directly in half and it stains the snow red all around you oof and i will say that sully feels stronger because of it like he feels more vital now and that's because if a cursed target dies i would gain hit points equal to my warlock level plus my charisma modifier so i am literally healthier because of this creature's death that's terrifying all right to sully as well (laughs) next on the turn is mock i'm going to lose focus for half a second as i stare at sully's great feat that he just accomplished and I'm going to uh, just punch at the wolf in front of me. Okay. With a... Okay, that does it. Uh, 15 plus 5, a 20 to hit. That's a hit. All right. So I'm going... Or are blood and crystal effects in effect? They are. So 3 plus the crystal. There's blood. A 1. So 4 plus 3 is a 7. Okay. You... Uh, it's sort of comedic. This wolf bites at you and you just punch it in the face mm-hmm. uh, as it comes at you and uh, you deal... How much? Seven points of damage? Mm-hmm. Right, perfect. Sounds good. So you have punched a wolf in the face. Yeah. So you add that to your list of things you've done today. <laughs> and it sort of yelps and reels back and then it's going to bite out at you because it's, it feels very offended when you punch it in the face. And it's going to miss. Cool. Because it's all disoriented from being whacked in the head. That's what blood force trauma will do to you. All right. Next up in the order is Sully. Sully is going to see the blood on the ground, see what he's done to this wolf, and and feel stronger because of it. He's going to stumble back a few feet and throw up. All right. I don't think he's going to be able to do anything else. Okay. This turn. Walk. Your buddy's yakking in the snow. Cool. And so there's like... uh, a lot of liquid coming out of him, actually. Uh, at this and it, point... And so, yeah, actually. Let's resolve that for a second. Mm-hmm. So you throw up. And, uh, you know, for finding yourself in the middle of a forest with a giant beard and haggard and tattered clothes, and you throw up a pretty solid amount of liquid, and it burns really bad on the way back up. Did I hear it takes 10d10 damage? That is damage. damage. <laughs> What's happening right he now? He threw up a gelatinous cube. I am now a dragonborn. <laughs> um, I'm going to not even pay attention to Sully. I am felt how the knuckles felt against this poor creature's jaw. And I'm just going to do another cross jab at it. Okay. 23 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. 4 plus 3 is 7 points of damage. All right. You land a hit in this thing's jaw. It goes to bite at you again. You duck to the side, and then you hop up above it and just slam that fist directly between its eyes, and it just crumples into the snow. And you two have defeated the two wolves who are hungry and looking for a snack. Exit initiative? You're out of initiative. Oh, oh man. Well, those were easier than the zombies. I look over at Sully, who's uh, yakking. Still wretching. Yakking food that we haven't eaten in months. Is is food coming out? 
Or is it just liquid? It's just exactly. liquid. liquid. What color is the liquid? It's clear, with a little bit of a brownish tint. What consistency is it? Is it thick? Is it, is it it's watery? Pretty, it's pretty bile Pretty Pretty thick of stomach acid? Yeah. Yeah, can I uh, smell it to see if I can tell the... Yikes. <laughs> no, I don't Let's do go through all our five senses. How does it feel on my on my thick beard? No, don't answer that. <laughs> I'm throwing up at the just a few feet away from this wolf that I just destroyed. Do you say that? Or is that what you're doing? That's what I'm doing. Okay. I was about to say, I'm throwing down on these wolves. <laughs> such a peace-loving monk. I, I wipe my mouth and shakily come up to my feet and I, I drop the axe on the ground and take a, step, a few steps back from By it. the vomit? Uh, I'm moving away from that as well. Okay. Uh, well, you held your own. Congratulations. We're, we're lucky that those are famished wolves and not uh, undead bodies because I don't think the outcome would have been the same. I don't know where that came from, Mock. The wolves? The forest. What I just did. I killed it. Yeah, would you rather be its brunch? I'm, I'm confused. It was so easy. Uh, luckily, it was so easy. Would you have rather gotten hurt? I, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta move, move ahead to the cabin. It's, it's getting cold. I'm starting to lose feelings in my fingers. Sully nods and looks down at the axe. Are you gonna, are you gonna bring that with you, or? Sully nods and picks it up and follows after Mock. Roll for perception, Sully. That's a one. Okay. That's you, a zero. <laughs> you pick up the axe and you follow after Mock. All right, so you two continue towards the light? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you trudge your way through the snow. You're, you're losing feeling in your toes. You're, the adrenaline that was that heated you up there from your fight with the wolves is, is fading now. You've got the shakes. You feel hungry. You feel tired. And it's dark and cold the snow keeps falling but that light gets closer and closer as you approach and you notice that it's a small cottage in the woods and the light is still glowing inside i were close enough to knock are you i knock on the door okay huh? man back at you sir I, it's the middle of the night what are you doing out here uh being attacked by wolves we kind of just woke up in the middle of the field I, I, I don't really know what's happening. You, you see a little slot open in the door. You see some eyes with lots of crow's feet in the corners. Oh, I was young once too. I know those kind of nights. All right, come on, come on. And he opens the door. And there's, a, there's an old man sort of hunched over, kind of crooked. He is a human, but he looks to be just a little... If you hadn't maybe been around so many humans, you might have confused him with a gnome. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty small, pretty hunched over, pretty mm-hmm. thin, and uh, he uh, he gestures you to to come inside to his to his hut. It's just one 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 room. Um, nothing's really divided. There's there's a, a a bed in a corner, and uh, there's a fireplace that's that's burning strongly, which is where you can assume the light is from. And um, there's a pot hanging over the hanging over the flame as well. Well, uh, thank you for inviting us in. Um... I would assume people around here would be a little bit more hesitant. Oh, why is that? I mean, the wolves and the the creeping corpses that are around the forest. Creeping corpses? What the hell are you talking about? Oh, we had a run with that a few days back. I, yeah, I, I 
Be careful. I feel like all corpses be all frozen. It's been winter up here. Sir, <clears throat> sir, do you have food or, or something warm that we can put in our stomachs? I'm afraid we don't have anything to pay. Oh, yeah, I figured as much. But, you know, I mean, I, I got a little extra grub, right? You boys just sit down by the fire. You look mighty cold. Give me a second here. Sully just drops and sits cross-legged by the fire. Whoa, you're bringing, some, bringing a pretty big weapon into my home here. It's a little... It's a big, big axe. That thing's kind of strange looking. Um, yeah, let me get your your soup. Sully tosses the axe a few feet away from him, and it just sort of clatters on the ground. Okay. Um, could you roll for perception? It's a two. Okay. You're giving me these opportunities to notice something, but Sully is not aware of it. All right. Um, so, uh, this, this old man, he, he lifts the pot off of this, uh, or lifts the lid off this pot and he goes and he gets uh, some, some wooden bowls off of his counter, which he kind of has to like lean up to get to his counter well. And he gets a spoon and starts and he starts ladling the, the soup in. Uh, Mark, what are you doing? Uh, I'm just sitting uh, by the fire, letting my tired, slightly older bones uh, thaw a little. All right. Uh, so here you boys go. He hands the bowl to Sully. Sully just takes it. And uh, he, he goes to hand the bowl to Mock. He's like, oh, you got something in your hands. Ah, uh, oh, yes. I had forgotten I had these on. I take off the knuckles and lay them on my side. You roll for perception? I really hope I get like a two and we're just fucking clueless the entire time. Um, <laughs> darn. I got an 18. <laughs> Whoops. Bummer. The knuckle dusters look a little different than when you first got them. Slightly dusted. Slightly, slightly dusted. There's a, they seem to have like a red tint to them now, but it's sort of like is pulsing through them. And the blade before, which is a very straight dagger blade, has just like a little bit of a curve to it. That's, that's all. Would you say the, the moving red is kind of like flowing blood? Is that kind of what? One could say that. One could say it's a little bit like the swirling blood we saw. So you boys, so he hands you the ball. Well, you boys, uh... Got some mighty strange equipment here. What are you doing out here? I mean, it seems like some odd stuff to have on a bender. And if it looks like if you were on a bender, you've been out here for a long time. You got, as a matter of fact, you're not dressed for this kind of weather at all. We were not on a bender. We were with our friends. And these are the weapons they used. And they were killed and we grabbed them and run. And next thing we know, we woke up in the middle of the snow. You must have run pretty far, huh? I guess it was it was spring last time I remember. That's a hell of a bender. Spring's not for a few months. I don't know. I don't know. Boy's alright. He like puts a hand like up to your head. Like, oh cold, I guess I should have expected that. That was kinda dumb on my part, wasn't it? So he finishes his bowl and, and turns to the man. I start eating my soup. Where are we? What do you mean? Aren't you from these parts? We're, we're confused. Something's something's going wrong with us. Yeah, well, okay. All right. Where, where's the nearest town? Well, sir? you got a couple things nearby, but uh, the, you got a, a big city nearby. Uh, it's called Brackenshire. There's there's Downmorrow. Also, those are probably the two closest things to here. I'm a little bit on the outskirts of everything. I like my space. Not a big fan of the Duke once he moved in. Downmower and Brackenshire? Brackenshire and Downmorrow. Well, where's Essekeep? Essa what? Do, do we recognize the names Brackenshire or Downmorrow? You do not. 
We're a long way from home. Where are you boys from? Well, we're not in Kansas anymore, I can tell you that much. Kansas? I've never heard of Kansas. It must be on one of the many ethereal planes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, where are you boys from, then? We're from from a town called Tenderture. It doesn't happen that you know it, does it? Tenderture? No. Can't say it rings any bells. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of from around these parts. Maybe somebody in town would know something about it. I don't know. Can we go now? Is it safe? Didn't you just... I mean, look at how you're dressed. Yeah, I and, give Monk a look and just shake my didn't head. did you get attacked yeah. by wolves? No. Yeah. Now, listen, I... I, I mean, I, I'm not really one for company, but, I mean, I suppose if you, uh, you know, want to stay the night, I guess that's all right. Why, yeah. why are you being so kind to us? Well, we got to look out for each other out here in kind of middle of nowhere. Times are tough. I don't want anybody getting hurt because I sent them out. That wouldn't feel too right. I'd be just like another another terrible person then at that point. Sir, you're being real generous with us. What's your name? Oh, name's Bill. Bill Genderholt. Well, that was mighty rude of me. What are your boys' names? Um, my name's Mulk. I'm Sully. Uh, my name's Solomon. Very nice. So, why don't you boys tell me your story, since I got you here for a little bit. Actually, you're still probably a little bit cold, aren't you? Now, uh, I should probably have a little something for you. Hold on. And he, like, sort of disappears, like, behind, like, a, a trunk in the corner, and he's, like, rummaging around. While he's rummaging, I give Monk a look of just abject terror and confusion. I just shrug my shoulders. Uh, I don't know. All right, well, I, I don't got any pants or anything that I think will fit you boys, but I got some s- s- some shirts and sweaters here. Maybe that would maybe that would help. I'll, uh, here, here you boys go. He hands you each uh, sort of a, a shirt and then a, a, a large bulky sweater as well. These are like secondhand sweaters that he has? Yes. Can mine have like wavy, uh, cheesy 80s dad sweater pattern on it? Oh, yeah. Like... Cool. Yeah, like, like no one in the right mind would wear it unless they're being ironic. Today. Oh, 100 percent It's okay. uh it's it's uh, a brown sweater with orange and yellow stripes across the chest. Beautiful. Can it have his name like stitched across the like the top left chest area? Yeah, it just says Bill G. Please, thank you so much. Actually it says Billy G. Billy G, yes. Mock, any requests on what your sweater looks like? And it's too big. Or no, it's much too small. Yeah, he's really he's a small he's guy. He's a small guy. It's, so it's, small it's a much too small sweater. My, uh, or it could be too big. Just thought he'd grow into it. <laughs> yeah, my my mom made this for me when I was a little one. But now this one uh, was when she was still kind of figuring out how big I was gonna be. So I think this is more your size. So uh, here you go. Any he hands you want? It's like a sort of like a like a hunter green with. Uh, it has a lot of loose threads. Was, you can tell she stopped caring about getting him nice things after a while. It's it's like it's got like a cable pattern like down through it, but like there's little like poles like in it throughout, and like some some loose some loose string, strands throughout it. Now uh, and it says William. <laughs> actually, it says Willie G. Uh, yeah, much better. Um, Who's Willie G? Well, I went through a phase. Anyways, um, now boys. Uh, you go ahead and, and, and ch- I'll, I'll turn around. You boys can go ahead and change. 
I, I just put the sweater on top of what I was wearing. He gave you a, a new shirt, too. I change. I, I To the new stuff? Yeah, I take off my shirt. Okay. And I put on the new shirt and sweater. As you take your shirt off. Oh, no. And you, uh, you, you look down. And yes, I'm pulling my shirt up, but I have to demonstrate. Are you all seeing this right now? <laughs> mm. um, so as you, you lift your shirt up and you uh, are getting ready to change, you notice as you look down, you have a black line on the left side of your chest. It sort of sits at, a, at an angle, about 30 degrees, and it, it sort of rests along the left side, like the, the sort of towards your armpit, on your left pectoral muscle. Okay. It's just a, a like a thick black line right there. Oh, how long is it? Uh, it is about say three to four inches long. Okay. How, how, thick, how thick? Uh, it's about three quarters of an inch wide, like thick. Okay. And poke mine. Do I feel any sensation? You feel yourself poking your skin. Hmm. I I don't think I'll notice it. Okay. I I think I'll. Yeah, I think I'll see Mock sort of poking at yours, and I'll, I'll look over and say, you got a tattoo, Mock? Uh, no, it looks like I went under the knife. You have one, too. Oh, and I, I look. Does it look like a scar or like a tattoo? Or? It looks, it's just a black line. It looks, it looks kind of like a tattoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's actually the source of my unarmored defense. I actually put breastplate underneath my breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> The secret that uh, unarmored defense don't want you to know. I stare at the tattoo and then shake my head and just pull the new shirt and sweater on over top. All right, boys, you just uh, it changed. You can turn around. We're, we're, uh, tell me whenever you're done. We're, we're ready. Uh, we're good, Bill. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, those look mighty fine on you, boys. It's my, like a glove. My uh, arms, the, the arms on the sweater are too short, so they're like going up. The end is about... Halfway up my forearm. Well, uh, you just like put a cuff in it, and nobody will know the difference. I really appreciate it, Bill. Oh, of course, of course. So if you liked it, should have put a cuff on it. What's that, Mock? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Well, boys, why don't you have a seat by the fire? Why don't you tell me a little about what's going on here? Can we explain our journey so far. Do we? I I lean over, Mock. Do we want to tell him everything? I mean, he's helped us this far. I, I can't necessarily see him using that information against us. Okay. We tell him everything. Wow. That's, uh... Now, you kind of lost me after the part where you said people were eating other people. That's kind of scary. you got to be honest. I don't like that. We don't have any of that here, so... That sounds like a better place to be, but I'm kind of worried about my family. Oh, I can't imagine. I can imagine. That's, uh... Are, are you sure you don't have a map of the area or anything to, of the world to help us get I, back? I mean, I, yeah, I got a map of the area, but it's really just like the two kind of larger areas up here, and that's Down Marl and Brackenshire. Oh, does he show us the maps? Uh, yeah, he pulls out two, uh, he points to a little map on his, his wall. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I take a look at the map. Okay. Same. So I'm gonna pull up that map on my computer. So where do uh, where do we go next? Right now, I think you should probably go to bed. We just woke up from an eternal slumber. I I don't think that's on my mind right now. I'm I'm pretty tired, Mock. I, I need to 
I need to process what we've been through. Okay. I'll I'll let you rest then. I'll sit by the fire. I'll keep you company. Now you curl up. You can take the bed. Go ahead. You look mighty tired. Uh, I do that. Uh, so Bill is going to keep chatting with you then. Uh, Mock. So you don't know anything about these parts of towns, huh? Like I'm telling you, last thing we remember, we were in keep some weird fortress underground, and we woke up in the snow-covered fields. Oh, man. Well, that's something else. Well, you want to hear a little about these parts of towns? Yeah, sure. Now, here, let me... Uh, hold on a second. You hear him like... Ah, here it is. And he lifts up a floorboard, reaches down, pulls out an unmarked bottle of hooch, and sets it on the ground in front of him, closes the up the, the false floorboard, pops the cork off, and takes a swig. Here you go. I take a swig as well. Now, uh, a, a few few years ago, well, you know, it's been a better part of a decade now, we had just the most lovely, lovely young woman who, you know, would keep an eye on us all from, from Brackenshire, because that's sort of like the capital of this region. Um, she was uh, She was pretty great. Then, unfortunately, one day she got pretty sick. I was just a scribe at the time, and then, uh, uh, you know, I had to, unfortunately, write down her death certificate, and then the Duke took over. Um, he, like, turns. He sees the, the covers rising and falling pretty steadily. All right, your fellow there seemed a little shooken up, so I didn't want to get too much into it. The Duke, there's something weird about him. He's, oh, there's all manner of strange things going on with him. You heard about the Fletcher's boy, right? You had to have heard about the Fletcher's boy. Oh my goodness. Okay, so he, he's so he, the, the Duke was getting ready for a big hunt, right? So he got his, his trusty bow out, and he wanted some, some special arrows made. Well, Fletcher's boy was supposed to deliver them, you know, made by his paw, bring them, bring them to the Duke. He, he dropped one. He dropped one of the arrows? He dropped an arrow right in front of the Duke. On his knee? No, nah, just like on the ground. But oh boy... That made the Duke mad. He had the poor lad hanged from his toes till his head swelled up all big. For dropping an arrow? Yeah. Hung from his toes. Head grew up the size like a melon. That, that seems cruel and unusual. And then, well, you'd think that'd be the worst, but now kid gets made fun of all the time. He can't even sit up straight in his desk at school. Yeah, he leans over to take notes and just... And on the desk. Can you believe it? I can't. I know. This Duke sounds like a real jerk. And you know about the Nan. What saw Duke turn into a pile of snakes, right? The Nan saw him turn into a pile of snakes, go slithering off into the night. I I don't know what to do with this information. Uh, you can, you know, watch out for any snakes roaming around, because... They might be people? Might be the Duke. It's real trouble. I'll tell you that. So I left. I got out of there. I, would, I wasn't a fan of that no more. Is that is that why you're living out here? Well, yeah. Out here in, you know, middle of nowhere like this. Plenty of predators around. You know what they do? Right, they eat snakes. So, I'm safe out here. Ain't no Duke getting me out here. Hmm. And you'll notice, he points up to his ceiling, which is smoothly plastered over. No rafters. So the snakes can't get in? No, because we can't hang me from my toes out here. Ah. I'm safe. This place is Duke-proof. Well, it sounds like you're well guarded against the Duke. Yeah. I ain't taking no chances with no Duke. Anyways, uh, 
Yeah, what else do you want to know? I got stories for days about the uh, dudes. You know, I'm... Uh, hearing these stories is starting to make me tired, too. I'm just trying to warn you. Thanks for your warnings. Well, I guess that you're headed to bed then. Yeah, I'll look out for snakes and for being hungry. Oh, there ain't going to be no snakes out here. It's wintertime. It's the best time of year. Oh. Ain't no dupes coming around. Okay. I'll just sleep by the fire. Perfect. Meditating. Before you uh, drift off to your, your meditation, you uh, hear a, a few more swigs out of the bottle before, uh, before it gets corked and, and slip back under the floorboards. Hey, everybody. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to our episode. Uh, we've been learning a lot as we've been going through this, and we're glad that you're sticking with us through these beginning episodes. If you like the sound quality, again, that we have right now, st- uh, keep at it because we do get better as we go along. Our voices will sound a lot like this, and I know this episode you missed a lot of my voice, which I'm sorry for you. We all got kind of tired near the end of this one. <laughs> yeah, our microphone kept going in and out of audio, but now we have a primo setup brought to you by my actual cousin which is primo in, in spanish that's the that's the joke i was going for there anyways everybody thanks for listening uh, make sure you follow us on twitter at true meta inc and like us on facebook at true meta inc which I mean, we don't have facebook we don't have a facebook we don't have a facebook because all the young people don't use facebook anymore and we are young people and it sucks because i'll probably eventually put music up on soundcloud and the other day my nephew made fun of me because i still listen to this music on soundcloud Why is twitter more popular if facebook is a superior interface that's the thing i don't understand why I, do people still use bing People still use Bing. Bing is not superior. Your father uses Bing, and that's all. Why do people use Bing and Google when you've got Alta Vista? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. You know what? We're gonna put we're gonna put a friend of ours on blast right now. Why use either Bing or Google when you can just be like Rob? Jeeves. <laughs> when you can just be just like Rob Flanagan and use DuckDuckGo? Like, what the fuck is that? Is that a web server? It's it, it's it is a web search engine called you DuckDuckGo. You know why? what they call it DuckDuckGo, right? Can you can you imagine why? Because when they sell off your information from the three users that they have, they just go duck, duck, go. Why use duck, duck, go when you can open up a window and shout your question into the void? That is a great question. Can you shout it into the void? This is a well-educated neighborhood. Like anyone could just answer walking by. Anyways, everybody, thanks for listening once again. Thanks for sticking with us as we go off on this wild and crazy adventure. Uh, Happy Christmas. The next episode will be coming out after the New Year's 2019. Woo! Uh, so check back in on Wednesday, January 2nd for the third episode. It's, it'll be the perfect cure for the hangover you no longer have. And New Year's resolutions around the corner. I know you wanted to link up a new podcast, and hopefully we're that link to strike. Uh, that was good. I don't uh, know what you're groaning about. Uh, that was good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas. Adios. Morning, boys. He's like, he's like clanging a pot. He's like, all right, boys, wake up. Got you some food before you hit the road. Unfortunately, well, I was going to say you can, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But realize that's probably a little too on the nose at the moment. But I want to get some grub in you. i fashion up a couple of, a couple of boots for you. Get through the snow and uh, send you on your way. Probably best for you to head off to 
Brackenshire, you know, get a get a hold of somebody. Just be wary of snakes. Just keep your voice down. You don't need to make them worry. Snakes? What? Um, what's this about snakes? They're like smaller wolves. It's, so it's don't need to worry about them. It, it's winter. You don't. I know. Have to worry about about snakes. He leans to mock, but you still gotta worry about some of them snakes over in Brackenshire. So uh, here's rest last night's soup. Eat up nice and warm. Sully does that and says, "Bill, I I don't know how we can thank you for everything. If you didn't bring us in, we'd be dead right now." Oh, for sure, dead rights. Is there any way we can repay you? Uh, how about as soon as you get some clothes, you uh, bring my sweaters back? I'd surely appreciate that. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, you boys, get on your way. It's uh, looking like a pretty clear day out, so now's a good time to travel. Do it before any more storms come through. Wolves don't usually hunt at night too much, so you should be all right. All right. We're off to Brackenshire. We'll get some new clothing and then bring these back. Anything you want us to bring you from town? Just to prevent you, save you a trip. Hmm. Yeah, there's a tavern in town. What was the name? Gosh, I don't remember. But they uh, they got a they got a bottle of something there called Old Pappy's Hooch. And if you could bring me some of that, I appreciate it. Wouldn't have to brew it myself in the tub. Sounds good to me. One order of Pappy's Hooch, just for you. All right. Well, thank you, boys. Now the uh, uh road uh you'll you'll kind of see it, but basically you're gonna. You're gonna walk about half a mile out of here, uh, just kind of straight out the door, and then you'll take a take a left, and uh, you should you should be able to see a little bit of a path there at that point. It should be kind of kind of evened out some, not so many trees, and follow that for a while. You'll get to the crossroads, and it'll point you towards Brackenshire. And uh, as as you walk out, uh, could you uh, roll a perception check, Sully? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> you don't notice as he snags. Mocked by the arm. Just be like, snakes, rafters, keep an eye out. Uh, all right. All right. I'll do just that. You, you, you sure? Yeah. Okay, keep an eye on the boy. Okay. All right. I'll make sure he doesn't turn into a snake. All right, now get out there. He, like, slaps you on the butt. Giddy up. <laughs> all right. You guys head off towards uh, down the road. Um, could you roll a uh, survival for me? Yeah, yeah. 17. 11. Okay. Mock, you follow the trail with ease. So you're able to keep up with them, no problem. Cool. And uh, you walk, uh, so that half mile takes you probably about 15 minutes or so to walk, uh, just because you're trudging through some, some some deep snow. But it thins out a little bit, and you feel some some firm ground underneath you, and uh, you realize you are on the road. And you take a left, I'm assuming, like Bill said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, towards Brackenshire. Right, and you keep walking. You walk for mm, about an hour. And uh, you come to a crossroads. And there's a sign at the crossroads. There's a big post. To the left is Downmorrow. Straight ahead is Brackenshire. And to the right is Bracken Pond. Well, um, I'm a fan of going to the bigger city. Hopefully we can get someone that can guide us back home uh, to Brackenshire. I don't know what's at Downmorrow or Bracken Pond. It doesn't sound like it's a city, more of just like a... Pond of Brackenshire. So, so Brackenshire. Okay. You uh, sort of crest a hill. And uh, as you uh, go down into this little valley, you see a uh, uh, you see a city in front of you. It's walled. And 
in the gates, which is where the, you know, it's, it's probably like a 10 minute walk from where you're at right now. Uh, you see the uh, road runs into the gates and then to the left side of the gate is a giant smooth tower, which is, it's just very clean. Yeah. And yeah, what's, it, what's at the top of this tower? Does it like mushroom out a bit at the top there? Uh, no, it does not have a mushroom head on top of this mm-hmm. tower. Um, it just, it sort of goes up and there's just a little awning on top of it. Does the awning look like a mushroom? Yeah. Like a mushroom if the mushroom were a, like a flat cone, kind of pointy. Can I climb this Checks out! <laughs> yeah. It still counts. Everyone's different. Just remember that. <laughs> Listeners at home, everyone's different. Yeah, the, the, the walls are, they look sturdy, not impressively high, about maybe 10 to 15 feet tall. And uh, that is that's the town. And you see, because you're up the hill just a little bit, it was just enough to sort of block your view of it. It's not really a, a big valley or anything. And then you can see in the back, there's a castle keep sticking up as well. Okay. Shall we enter? Yeah. We uh, enter town. Mog, if we can get our hands on an instrument for me, I could, I could do something for us. Yeah. Um, I, I think just finding a way back home is our best bet. We'll, we'll ask to see any, any libraries or places of information that can direct us towards a world map. So he mopes into town. Okay. So there's a couple of guards at the gate. They go, state your business. We're just swinging into town to get some good old town-made booze for our friend Billy. Billy, huh? Yeah. Um, are you not a, a not a good friend of Billy's? Do you know Do you know Bill Ganderhort? Bill Ganderhort. Let's see. Uh, oh, he's that old codger that lives out there in the middle of nowhere, huh? Yeah, he's a he's a buddy. We uh, go on in. We, uh, we just hop back in, in town. Yep, we mope in. Okay, so uh, the streets, you notice, are uh, really smooth. They're paved in a very smooth, sturdy material. Yeah, um, they're, they're smooth? They're smooth. Do they have a... <laughs> <laughs> um, they're covered in mushrooms. <laughs> the missing piece. We found how to unlock the secrets. Uh, they're not made of packed dirt or cobblestone. It's just smooth. It's uh, in the town. There's shops and houses packed in pretty tight. Center, um, you know, you've got just a variety of things. It's it's pretty pretty good sized city. Um, maybe uh, a little bit bigger than Essequip, um, even. So it's this is pretty big for you yeah. guys, and this has people in it wow. that aren't dead. So there's not much hustle and bustle because it is winter, and a lot of people are are staying inside. But the streets are cleared. There's 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 shops. There's houses. There's some taverns and um, as you approach the center of town, there's a, it opens up into a big square where you see a bunch of market stalls everywhere. Could you uh, roll? Um, yeah, you don't need to roll. It's just stuff that's going on. Um, so in the, the markets that are around you, there's some that have like, hooks hanging off of them, which uh, you can surmise that because there was a pond, pond nearby, uh, that perhaps it was a fish market mm. there. Um, but there's not really any fish hanging off of them because it's winter. Uh, there's just like a couple in one stall. And uh, near one, you hear two men yelling at each other. Just like a whole like raucous thing going on. Like, are oh, you son of a bitch? Like, that's my spot. I go East Rock. I walk as far away from them as possible. Okay. So you guys are kind of splitting up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep mocking my line of sight, though. All right. I'm just going to veer away from this confrontation. 
Okay, so uh, these two guys are yelling at each other. Um, that's that's my hole in the ice, and you poached it. You poached it. And the other man's like, ah, shove off. And he he shoves him. And uh, the first man who was yelling hits this uh, hits the stall, and uh, one of those hooks falls and lands on the counter next to him. And he looks down and he grabs that hook and he raises it up high and brandishes at the man. He's just like, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Little on the nose. I realize that. I'm going to just step between them. All right. Could you roll for dexterity? Crit failure. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So he swings this hook, and you go to interpose yourself between him and the other man, but you are a little slow on your feet. Uh, not, maybe you're a little cold still. Maybe you're not used to the uh, sort of rough boots that uh, Bill made for you. I'm not used to DOS boots, you're right. And uh, you, uh, instead of sort of stepping in between and blocking the blow, you sort of trip and stumble in at the last minute. And take the blow. And... You, and you uh, take the hook in the shoulder for four points of damage. Four points of damage? All right. I forgot to add my health with the recent level up. Yeah, that's probably a good thing to do. Like, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Should just be D8 plus your comp? Uh, I, I have to roll for it. Yeah. So what's 8 plus 7? 15. 15. All right, so I take four points of damage, so I'm down to 11 points of damage. Uh, I yell out in pain. And then I make a scene uh, saying, uh, is this how the people of this fine prestigious city act? What? What the hell? What are you doing getting in the middle of this? I'm trying to settle something between me and him. There's a way to settle things, and this is not the right way. He raises the hook again, and you're sort of like clutching your shoulder. Mm -hmm. He raises the hook again, and a massive armored hand just... Grabs his arm. That is enough. You see a uh, a large armored half orc. Uh, th- thanks. Uh, I'm assuming you're the guard. Something like that. My name's Bartholomew, Captain Bartholomew. I'm the captain of this guard. Now on your feet, and he just like hoists you up by your collar, and uh, he turns. He's like, Greg, I think we both know how this is gonna pan out. I realize tensions are high. Your source of income is a bit off during this time of year, but you two will get back out there on that ice and you will figure this problem out amongst yourselves. And if you bring this back into my town again, we all know that you won't like how that ends. Why don't you two leave now? What what, what should I do? You should shut your mouth, back up a little bit. I do just that. And Sully's there to help you. And uh, he sort of, like, twists his, his hand really quick and, like, cranks the guy's wrist and Greg's wrist and the hook flies out of his hand. And, uh, and then he, you know, puts a boot in his back. He's like, now get. And the two sort of scamper off into town. Okay. What thanks. are you doing here, Elf? Uh, thanks, Bartholomew. We... Captain Bartholomew. Uh, Captain Bartholomew, I bow at him. That's not necessary, just... I'd prefer to use my rank to address me. Captain Bartholomew, uh, we we got lost 
uh, Billy helped us, but we're hoping to find a, a map of the Billy. area to get back home. Billy, yes. Bill Granderholt. Bill, okay. Old guy outside of town, right? Yep. He, he helped us. We were... Uh, He's we probably were, looking for some of uh, old Pappy's hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yes. the favor that he asked. Yeah, I, yeah, we both nod. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, I can't blame for that. I try not to have too much of it myself. Cloud's judgment. Uh, sir, can we find a, a medic or a, uh, someone to help my friend or, or, or an instrument and I can heal him myself? An instrument? Uh, I, I, You're going to just make him feel better with song? I can... I have and a, dance. No, there's not dancing. There's... Uh, with my instrument, I can play a song that will heal him. Interesting. Ah, uh, Bard, I see. Yes, there's, a, there's an instrument shop uh, in town. It's called uh, Madame Ponce's String Shop. That's across uh, the across the market, down a, a small alley on your right. Do, do you know of? Um, I, I, we must have been mugged because I don't I don't remember how we ended up in that field. Any uh, job postings in the area to, to help us gather some coin? I give so, I give Mock a look because you still have a hook in your shoulder. No, he, he took it out. He took it out. It was just like a sudden swipe. You, you're still. Oh, it was a slash. Yeah. It didn't like go into. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not. It's not like it was like I'm like active. I'm like bleeding. having a casual conversation while you're bleeding out <laughs> yeah. from the shoulder. I'm like, oh, okay. Tis but a flesh wound. Mm. It's only four points of damage. Yeah. Could have been like eight. It would have stuck in him. Ten. That's fifteen. Half of your health. Out of fifteen, that's a quarter of your health. Twenty. That's a quintenary of your health. Five. It's 20% of your health. 25. <laughs> this has been HP Math <laughs> with Eric Max and Victor. <laughs> yes. Oh, so, Composure. So, so, back to the scene. And scene. And scene. So, uh, yeah, we, we must have gotten mugged. Uh, our head's a little foggy. We need some coin to get his instrument. He, he's really attached to that thing. Um, well, did you sell your instrument to Madame Ponce? No, sir. I believe it was we stolen. were yeah stolen in my town. Outside of the town, technically. Mm. So it might be outside of your jurisdiction. Mm. That's true. Those boundaries can be a bit pesky at times. I like to think justice doesn't have any boundaries, but I'm fanboying over this guy now. Uh, can you see my admiration? <laughs> Sully is confused. He can. He's like, are you good over there? I think maybe you're good over there. Yes. Um, yes, sir. Uh, his, 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 his plate mail is just like gleaming. His plate armor is gleaming. It has some ornate filigree at the edges. And uh, he's, he carries his helm under one arm and uh, a large halberd strapped to his back. Uh, where to earn some money? That's a good question. You know, the, uh, the carpenter... Perhaps might need some help. Maybe you could ask him. I've heard he's had a rather large uh, shipment of, uh, of logs that need to have the bark removed before he can turn them into proper lumber. You can maybe go ask him for, for, for a little bit of time. I, I don't know. Uh, that's great. Thank you. And um, where, is, where do you operate from, Captain? From the barracks. And he points to... Uh, to your left, to uh, a lo- the largest building on the square, mm-hmm. um, and he's like, "That's uh, that's the barracks for the Brackenshire Guard." Uh-huh. You have a lot of snakes around here. You talk to Bill. Okay, 
Well, I have seen a pile of snakes before, but that tends to happen in holes in the ground where snakes mate and give birth to more snakes because that's how the circle of life works and I'm not a Snakeologist? I'm not a druid. Don't ask me these things. So the, the duke is a druid? No, I didn't say that. The duke is the duke. He's the ruler of these lands. Uh, well, well, we, we don't mean to, to take any of your time, but if we if we can identify the people that, that uh, attacked us, you'll bring them to justice, right? With pleasure. Yeah. It's my life's calling. Well, uh, well Captain, uh, thank you for your time. I think we, we we two will be off, and uh, I, I hope to I hope to see you around. For your sake, you should probably hope you don't. Y- yes, yes, of course, of course. He nods, and you hear just sort of like his his plate armor sort of jostling together majestically as he like strides through the town. Thank, chest thank, held high. Thank you, sir, Captain, sir. Thank you, Captain, sir. As as he walks away, he turns back over his shoulder, gives an almost imperceptible nod. And keep striding away. Well, well I say we, we, we go to the... Madame Ponce's music shop. See how much an instrument that you like is worth, and then talk to that carpenter? Sounds great to me. Yeah. So we'll, we'll ask around until we find the place. Okay. Let's see, you ask some people around, uh, why don't you roll for uh, investigation, I guess? It's whatever 18 plus investigation is, which is intelligence, so infinite. 17. Okay, so uh, you just turned to uh, somebody who just watched the whole scene unfur- unfurl, and you're like, where's Madame Ponce? And before you get the, the, the whole uh, phrase out, she just, like, points down the street. Awesome. And we head over to Madame Ponce's. All right, so you, uh, you walk down the street, and you take a right into the alleyway, just like uh, uh, Captain Bartholomew um, recommended. And uh, you see uh, a sign just sort of hanging and swinging that is, uh, looks like a, a violin. This is the place. All right. Well, you're the one who knows what you're looking for. So if you want to sell Andrews, you I follow. Right so you you open the door, and instead of uh, hearing like a bell jingle, you hear sort of like it sounds like a bow being pulled across strings. You're, Hello. Sully takes a deep breath and uh, fixes his shoulders and uh, sort of changes the way he's holding himself and says, "Hello." Oh, come in, my dear. What brings you to Madame Ponce? I am in great... Now, is that Madame or Mademoiselle? Hmm. Aren't you a flirt? It's Madame. She's a, she's a, she's sort of a portly uh, halfling woman sitting on uh, like a big poofy ottoman. And uh, she's got like super like pinked up cheeks. And uh, yeah. and she's... I'm imagining a powdered wig. Yeah, you know what? She's got a powdered wig. <laughs> Dare I say, Lady Ponce. Oh, 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 please, please do. Aside from casual conversation, my friend here was hoping to ask you a few questions. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Thank you, Mark. Um, Lady Ponce, Madame, Mademoiselle, um, I am in great need of an instrument. Oh, well, you've come to the right place. What would you like? A cello? Would you like a violin? A viola? Perhaps a harp? A guitar? A lute? All manner of stringed instruments is what we carry. Do you have perhaps a slider? A slider? You see, we don't have much money, and I'm thinking we could start off small. 
Well, why don't we think about how much you have? How much money do you have on you? See, we were interested in prices because we're going to take a few jobs and then come back. So we were interested in... Or perhaps we could rent. Oh, to rent one. Oh, I do enjoy renting out. Does... Let me get the books on that. What sort of instrument would you like to rent? Oh, either a slider or a guitar or... I think we made a didgeridoo cannon, so those three. A didgeridoo cannon? (laughs) (laughs) I was also like, what? A cannon that shoots didgeridoos? That sound it gets more and more ominous as it approaches. Is it does it produce the noise as it sails through the air? Yes, yes. Like the can is silent, just like so you get like the, the, the Doppler effect on it too. So coming at you, coming at you like it's like, oh no, the didgeridoo cannon. So the didgeridoo cannon is cannon now. And then it hits you. And it explodes into Bowie knives. Gosh. Um, so she goes, well, let me go check in the back. And let me take a look at some numbers. And I shall return. I uh, lean over to my friend Sully. Uh, hey, Sully. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to be able to afford any of this. What's your plan here? Are we thinking somewhere between 500 or 1,000 gold pieces per day? Oh, hold on. I'll give you a spreadsheet for both. I'm going to lean to Mark. Um, Mark, we, we don't have any money. I'm not willing to afford any of these. If she brings us anything more than just a very cheaply made slider, we might be out of luck. Roll a perception check, uh, Sully. Five. Sully is not a very perceptive person. Even then, you still, you feel a little bit of a rattle. A rattle? Yes. Where's your your axe? It's probably just sort of in my hand. You're just walking around (laughs) town carrying your axe. I don't have, I don't, I don't think I have a strap or anything to put it on. Let's say Bill gave you a strap for your axe. It's okay, it's strapped to my back. So otherwise, Bartholomew. like, dude, dude, dude. You're just walking through town, like, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, yeah. Behind you. Okay. Um, you feel it shaking against your back. Take 1d2 damage. I, I take it off. Can you, uh, can you roll for investigation? Six. You don't notice. Okay, well, you're looking straight at the thing. So, my. My, my axe is vibrating again. Yeah? Um, do you think it's one of those little wormhole things that got us into this mess to begin with? You, you should follow it. Uh, yeah, so I, I start like waving it around to see if it's pointing towards anything. It's just buzzing like crazy. But as you wave the axe head around, you notice the axe head looks kind of different. It's a little jagged in places. And there's bits of it that are very shiny and black in those jagged parts. Did something happen to my axe? It definitely looks more comfortable. Um, Riv's axe? Well, I guess it's your axe now. Well, if we find Riv, we're getting it back. Anyways, it's vibrating still. Sully, you hear a voice in your head. You fool. What was that, Ma? Huh? Gods, you're dense. Mock, that's not very nice. I, I didn't say anything. 
Right. Oh my god. This is like the worst possible fate I could imagine. Is this Monk, is my axe talking to me right now? I are you feeling okay? Uh, Sully starts to walk up and down, like around the music shop to see if there's anyone possibly hiding that's talking to him. You were the only two in the shop. It's just a couple pedestals with some stringed instruments on them. Uh, I'm going to look at Mock and say, sorry, this is going to seem really weird, but um, I turn to my axe and I say, are you talking to me right now? Uh, are you talking to me right now? I put the axe down and I walk across the room. Mock, my axe is talking. Can you... Um, I look at my knuckle dusters. Who was it? Did... I walk back over to the axe and pick it up. Who are you? Oh my god, okay. I look at my knuckle dusters and I'm like, Hey, 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 Nayu. Hey, uh... Hey, 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 Nayu. I talk at my knuckle dusters. There's no response. Is this Riv? Riv? Riv, are you, are you in there somewhere? Riv? I don't... Riv. I don't understand what you're saying. Listen, uh, just flip me over. I can turn the axe over. Yep, see you in the, at the top of the pommel. I am looking at the top of the pommel. There is a, uh, uh, a, a diamond-shaped uh, black crystal. Okay. I, come on, I mean, how much more obvious can I be? There's a diamond-shaped piece of black crystal. Oh my god, fucking press it. I do. You press it, and the end of your axe telescopes out. Oof. It hits me in the stomach, <laughs> and I bring the axe over to the side, because I was holding it out in front of me. So it, it telescopes out in front of you, and from the tip of that, of the handle... The tip? Just the tip. To the head of, of the axe, you see four strings of light stretch out and turn static in the air. Well, that's a neat party trick. What? Well, how did how did you figure that out? Uh, Sully's broken. <laughs> Don't you feel better when you play some songs? I mean, that's like your thing, right? You're like, like, oh my god, I'm so fucking terrified right now. Let me play this song, and I can feel a little bit better. Riv, I would swear this is the this is Riv. Can you hear this? I uh, I'm sorry, but I, I wouldn't believe you if I didn't just see what I saw. You're an axe. I say to the axe. Oh, well, we've got a detective on our hands here. That's pretty fantastic. Are you going to fucking play me or what? I reach out a hand and just run my fingers along the strings. And you hear some deep, deep strums as you do so. Are you touching one of my instruments before I've drafted a contract? I, I put my hands on top of the strings and, and stop them from vibrating. You hear like a cluttering of, of, of pencils and you hear some papers being No, no, around. no lady, no, no mademoiselle, no madame, uh, we, we're not touching anything. If anything's damaged, I'll, I'll call Captain Bartholomew! Uh, no, that's not necessary, ma'am. Um, we, we're, we're not touching anything. She can comes... I, can I roll for... Can I roll for this to see if I can persuade her? Yes, okay. please do. Uh, I want to do deception. To okay. see if I can convince her that we're not touching anything. Crit fail! <laughs> so that's not going to work. She comes tearing How out... How many from, ones has that been? Three? This has been predominantly ones. You need some better dice. Now, these dice are mine. 
she comes tearing out from behind the, the back room and um, there's some like what, some very tasteful red drapes, but they like knock her wig off mm. and oh. and but she doesn't notice. Uh, it's, it's, she just has some like her hair is like kind of like matted and like sticking out in weird directions. Like you've touched my most prized possessions, haven't you? No. You came in here and you charmed me. Is she waving those papers in the air? She That's is. some great foley work. Thank you. And. And, and, and get out! Get out of my store before I have you arrested! I want to press the black triangle, the black diamond button on the pommel again? Yeah. It's, yeah, telescope's back into place. Oh, we're out of there. Uh, I, I bow and just leave the room. And stay out! Uh, Sully just flies from this building and... And while we're leaving, I'm assuming we're walking... Towards the uh, center of town, I'm sprinting. Sprinting. I'm sprinting behind I'm her. I'm sprinting, and my face is really red because I, she didn't like me. I, uh, I'm just following you. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. We're um, we're gone. It's not so like she's gonna follow us. Alleyway and keep sprinting into the market. Okay. And the market is just sort of bustling as it is. People are selling some handmade wares. Okay, and just keep going until we're like across the market from where her shop was. Okay. I uh, I try to stop you. I, I stop on the far end of the marketplace and just take a deep breath. What what just happened? I mean, that, that solves one of our problems, but that brings up more questions. What what, what happened? How, what caused you to listen um, to you? While he's talking to me, I want to press the button again. Okay. And does it telescope out again? It telescopes back out so again. So, like, can you describe this to me? So, the axe head, where is that? Is that, like, the handle of this thing, or is that the belly? The, so the the bladed part of the axe, mm-hmm. once it telescopes out, uh, you would equate that to be sort of the main like body of your instrument, and the handle that telescopes out is the neck. Okay, so the blade is like the the part that would produce the sound, the vibrations. Yes. Okay, and then the string just sort of appears like light. Yes. It does the light have a certain color, like a. It looks like light. Or is it like sort of like the black purple crystals? It's, are, yeah, it's like the so cool. it's like it's like the blackish red. It's really the crystals are mostly black. It's just like a it's sort of a dark light through the air that when you touch them you feel them. And how long is this thing? Like, is this like an upright cello, or is this like a, a bass? It's like a stand up. It's or it's like a it's like an electric bass. <sighs> so cool. Um, yeah. So Sully so grabs it and positions it and strums a few more notes. And he turns to Mock and plays Healing Word. And as I strum the guitar, Mock, you get healed for eight points of damage. Cool, I'm back to full health. Does it work? Yeah, yes. works great. It feels good. Like, it feels good for you when you play it. It feels good in your hands. The strings feel good. feels like it was made for you. Cool. Does anyone notice the fucking random-ass awesome tool that he has? Does anyone else hear this? I mean, you're standing in the middle of a market, so some people notice, but it's one of those things where it's like a crowd and nobody wants to like stare too much. They just kind of go on about their day so their own day doesn't get messed up too much. Sure. I'm going to say to the instrument, what are you? I mean, what do I look like? You look like a, an axe that's also a guitar. Well, look at you. You're smarty pants. I interject. How how are you talking to it? Why is it talking back? I don't know. What, did, don't, what did you do to I make it talk to you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's what's talking. What did you do to make it talk to you in the first place? All right, you got some work to do. Peace out, kid. 
and it just like telescopes back in. I press the blank trying the blank diamond button again. It opens back up again. I press it. It closes. Mock, this is so cool. I look for buttons around my knuckle dusters. Uh, what were you doing right before? I was just talking. I said something about Riff. I think um, we were talking about Riff and Nam. I was trying to buy. Uh, looking for a guitar. I mentioned didgeridoos. Um, I, I start saying didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. Uh, at my knuckle dusters. Uh, uh, oh man, what? What did it? What was the first thing it said to you? I, I'm trying to remember. Um, it seemed to show. It, it was something that was pretty disdainful. What did it? It, it was like. It sounds like this, like, oh, look what you've, oh, you're such an idiot. Oh, it's, it's not, it's actually not very nice. Oh, uh. Maybe you don't want one of these. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. I'm so confused and lost, and I don't have common sense. I whisper at my knuckle dusters, or whisper very loudly at my knuckle dusters. Yeah, I'm pretty confused, too. Oh, uh, man, I don't even... I, I can't even feed myself. But you had dinner just last night. Oh, no, that was... I was spoon-fed everything, because I don't understand anything that's going on ever. This is all being lost on Sully. There's, um, there's, uh, there's no response from the knuckle dusters. You just look down, and you see that sort of red flowing through them, and that's all. Damn. Uh, well, I'm glad you got a really cool magical talking instrument that transforms into an axe that can kill things. I'm, uh, that's, I'm glad. I think you need that handicap. Mock, I think it's more of a axe that turns into an instrument that can play things. Thanks for highlighting that for me. Uh, well, I, I, we'll look at, for that carpenter, and... We'll try to get some coins so we can at least stay in the inn tonight and get that man his uh, papa's hooch. I think that sounds like a, a good plan. And then Sully presses the button on his now magical bass guitar axe and strums another chord in the middle of the busy market. You hear somebody in the crowd just go, show off. Well, um, let's go see about that carpenter. Sounds good to me. Sully is very giddy about this new instrument find. He's much happier to be holding this axe now. He says, okay, let's find that carpenter. Okay, so you, uh, you wander through the streets a little bit, and then uh, you see a really clean sign over the top of the storefront, and inside you can see a bunch of, uh, bunch of uh, furniture. Um, mostly you see a lot of shelves. You see some bookcases. You see some sort of like cubby storage type things, and, and uh, across the top it says barrels and crates. Barrels and crates. Barrels and crates. Sponsored by Biscoff. Let's go in. <laughs> All right. So uh, you open the door. Uh, this time you, you open the door and instead of hearing a bell ring or perhaps a bow be pulled across some strings, you just hear a of like a saw being drawn across wood. And then you hear because there's somebody sawing wood. I was like, what a was like, scary what sounding what door opening. I'm going to look sound. over these doors and see what they've got up there now. Yeah. Jeez. There's just somebody sawing wood okay. in the back. Hey, um... Wake up. Carpenter. You just hear them just sawing away in the back. I, uh, go to where they're sawing. <laughs> and he, like, spins and, like, come, like points the saw at you, like, <gasps> What are you... Hey, hey, equipment safety, first of all. This isn't a power tool, we're fine. 
Second of all, why are you so startled? Oh, okay. Well, maybe because, I don't know, somebody snuck up on me. Did you I hear the door? Yelled a few times, too. The door, it's a door. I mean, it... We heard the... I was sawing. Oh. So we're looking for some work. Looking for some work. Yeah, Captain uh, sent us your way, said you might have a few uh, odds and ends. Mainly we're looking for a chance to get money. Looking for some odds and ends. We're looking for a way home. Let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. You're looking for a way home? Looking for some work. All right, I mean, I, I don't know about finding your way home. I'm just a carpenter. I don't... Yeah, I want to pull Mock over to the side just for a moment and say, Mock, why exactly are we here? We were coming here to get money to get an instrument, and I've got an instrument now. But we still need money to find a hotel at night. But I can, I, I can play at an inn or... Or at a location, if we can find a gig for me, I, I know I could make us money. I know I could do it. Uh, that, that'd be great, but it's, it'd still be good to get some coin for the, the journey back home. We don't even know what home is, Mock. Well, the library's the next step, don't you worry. All right, we'll hear out what they've got here, but no promises. Yeah, so sorry for my, my friend's um, skittish behavior. You, you guys done? I yeah, mean, sorry, that was a little bit rude of ours. Asking for work, I mean, that's not a great interview, I'll be honest. Just kind of talk amongst yourselves. Uh, you guys know your way around peeling bark off, off wood? Uh, using, we, using a pole blade? We know you use the blade to pull away the bark. Yeah, Mock, I, I, and Sully just walks a few feet away. It's like, I'm, I'm good, sir. What the hell are you doing in my shop? I look at Mock. Bye, Sully. Sully goes outside. Sully goes outside, okay. All right, so I guess just one of you then? Yeah, he's uh, he's more of a handful than an asset, but anything you need. Okay, uh, yeah, so see those logs, and he points to some, like, sawhorses mm-hmm. where there's, like, about five logs laid out. Like, I need, uh, I need the bark off those for tomorrow. Here's a pole blade. It's nice and sharp. Mm-hmm. You uh, use it just like it says. You pull it towards you. Don't cut yourself. And uh, get some work done. I'll be over here if you got any questions. So um, makes sense to me. All right, get to it. Uh, why don't you uh, roll for uh, dexterity for me? See how you do with this. Natural twenty. You are a god at Whoa. peeling wood. Keep it up like that and uh, go and rate. How does uh, how's ten gold pieces a day sound? That's um, that's fair. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure this is gonna be a good. A good deal for the both of us. Okay. All right. Well, you get to it. Uh, I'll be over here. I've got a little bit of caning work to do, so uh, don't bother me at all. I don't even mutter at him. I just salute him and get to work. I like you. And he turns back. Sully, what are you up to? What kind of street is this lumber shop on? Um, it's uh, it's just off the marketplace. Okay. So there's people passing through, but most of them are just sort of heading into or out of the market. Yeah. I want to follow down the street a little bit towards okay. the marketplace okay. and just try and find a nice place to set up, let's say, a place to play an instrument. Okay. Perfect. You're going to busk? I'm going to busk. Sully's never busked before. Okay. So he's going to find a place and press the black diamond on the pommel. Does it telescope out and everything? Yeah. yeah. Just fine. That's super cool. Uh, and then Sully is just going to start playing. Why don't you roll for performance for me? Of course. It's going to be a 13. 13? Yeah. Do you want to try to lucky that? 
party hat. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I am lucky, so I'm actually going to use a luck point and re-roll. Lucky. Anytime you use it, you have to say that. Lucky. 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 Roll. And it's the exact same. Wow. That is lucky. That's that is lucky. lucky. That is theoretically the most lucky. Consistent 13 right there. All Statistically, right. yeah. Destined. So, um, you, you stay out there and you, you play for a while. Um, maybe off the bat, things aren't going so hot. Maybe even though you're excited about this, uh, this new instrument, you sort of get in your head a little bit about everything that's happened so far and you start to sort of play your emotions and then you realize your emotions are maybe a bit more dirge-like than the general public would like to listen to. Some people are trying to shop and be out with their family during this season and sure. and we're hearing some, some dark dark tones over everything. But after, uh, after a little bit, you sort of get your groove again and uh, you start getting a little more upbeat and you... Uh, you, you pick up the pace some and you start playing some some what kind of music are you playing is it is it a funky groove are you jamming are you shredding are you just plucking away uh sully is just plucking away um he was always the best he's, at just he's, he's a real plucker he's, he's a real plucky guy um he was always the best at playing more one note at a time or just a few notes at a time so he's trying to get a feel for this new instrument just trying to create different melodies. And he's got a, a reason for this. Not only is he trying to bust for money a bit, um, but this is how he finds new spells. Um, so most of the time he's just sort of hanging out, plucking around. Um, he can stumble upon uh, a new tune or a new rhythm or a new uh, melody that will create something. And so he doesn't really expect anything to happen, but he figures he'll just strum a bit and see if he can find anything. Okay. So yeah, it's sort of a, a jaunty experimental. All right. Do you have yeah. anything sitting out in front of you or are you just standing there playing? Can I find like a cardboard box? Not probably not cardboard, but like a, like a little box or, a, or a, a bag or maybe like, um, like there was a, a, an empty bag of potatoes that I just sort of emptied out and took the sack for and yeah. set that out. Yeah. Tote yeah. bag? Yeah, maybe like a tote or perhaps even a duffel bag of some sort. Mm. Maybe a fanny pack, if you will. A fanny pack. But a fantasy one. A fantasy pack? A fantanny pack. Fantanny pack. I'm I'm Brian Fantanny. Yeah, that's so... I've got a little fantasy fanny pack sitting out in front of me on the ground. It's open. Just trying to try some new grooves with this instrument. So uh, as you... Clear my mind. As uh, as time goes on... um, a small crowd starts to gather. We've been playing for you know, maybe an hour or so at this point. We're starting to move into the later afternoon. Um, and uh, a, a small child tugs on her, her mother's uh, dress and mother reaches into her apron and, and hands her a, a coin. And she hurries over and drops the coin in and, and, and runs back. And, you know, over time, people, they come, they listen, they leave. And, uh, you know, they, they sort of hand amassed uh, uh, about, we'll say, 50 silver pieces. And uh, so at this point, it's uh, it's gotten to be uh, late in the day. The sun's dipped down below the horizon. It's, it's gotten dark. Torches are, are being lit. You've busked throughout the day, and you, uh, Sully, and uh, Mock, you've been using your pole blade, just really getting into the groove of things, making grooves on the logs. And uh, the sun's dipped low below the horizon, and it's gotten dark, and uh, 
you know, people are, the torches have, have been lit throughout the, throughout the town square and, and people are filtering out uh, for the night and headed back home. Mock, uh, the uh, carpenter, uh, he's like, hey, uh, Elf, I'm heading out. You about done? Am I about done? Yeah, you rolled a 20. You're, 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 you, you, like, as he says that, you're like, shink, and you, like, pull the last bit of bark off perfectly. And these are, like, the most smooth logs that he could ever hope for. Yep, all done. Wow. Okay, yeah, you're good. Well, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, so let's uh, go ahead and pack it. I need to lock up. Sounds good. I'll see you then. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. This is just temporary work, right? Payday's Friday. Sounds good. Right. He locks the door. He's like, all right, well, you you, uh, you have a good night. Well, where's the inn? Oh, the inn? It's back near the, the entrance to town. Um, that's probably the place you'll get the best rates for the night. I mean, you've probably got couple gold pieces on you, right? So you should be good. So, I'll see you tomorrow. And he walks off. Roll for, uh, perception. You, uh, you hear, uh, you hear Sully playing in the distance. So I go to where Sully is. I look up as you approach and play a final chord and stop. Well, Sully, I'm glad that you got to, uh, follow your passion and do what makes you happy while I did, uh, back away from work. But, you know, um, I'm glad you're getting in the swing of things. I press the black diamond button and the axe retracts, and I lean down and start counting out the money in my little fantasy duffel bag and find 50 silver pieces. Yes. Said. I hold it up and say, hey, got, I got 50 silver. That should help us with tonight. How much do you get? Nice. Payday's on Friday. Um, so you got, you got nothing. You got nothing now, but he said the rate was about 10 gold pieces a day. 10, 10 gold pieces a day? It's hard work. I mean, that's I wasn't gonna barter with him. That's it's more than I ever had back in Denver. That's for sure. Well, I'm glad at least one of us worked hard today, and I pocket the money and hold it right there. A guard walks up to you. Yes, sir. You shit fuck. What are you doing with that? Their money. It's uh, donations. I'm sorry. Those are donations. Do you have a business license? Um, no. Huh. Oh, you hear that? He turns and a couple more guards come out from the alley. He doesn't have a business license. Maybe I could get one and, and is there some sort of fee or, or a tax involved? I Yeah, there is. It's, uh, he, uh... Oh, it's, uh, a few gold pieces to get the license, right? No, it's, uh, only 50 silver. Oh. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. How, how long oh, is, look at that. I, I saw how, how long is I, uh, I stop you from handing over the coins? Which um, I was about to do. And I'm like, well, um, I'm sure we can get this in writing from uh, your captain, right? Um, good friend of ours. We ran into town with him. Uh, oh. He said if there's any questions or concerns, we can hit him. I'm sure he handles all the contract work here. You hear a voice behind you. Jackson, leave. Oh, the captain. You turn and Captain Bartholomew is standing behind you, arms crossed. Jackson will have a conversation back at the barracks in the morning. I'll run along and leave these poor young ones alone. I give a salute to the captain. Does the, does the other guard leave? He uh, sort of like looks like he's about to stand up to Bartholomew for a second. And then he looks to his companions and they've already started walking back to the barracks. And he sort of like shrinks down and strides back after them. 
I, I say, uh, Captain Bartholomew, they didn't take the tax, and I hold out the money for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are quite the gullible one, are you? Is that all you? Is that all you've earned today, you two? I mean, that's all I've earned today. Did you go see the carpenter? I did. Uh, I surprisingly have a knack for peeling bark off the trees. Oh, well, perhaps he'll take you on as an apprentice. And he, he did uh, seem very enthusiastic to see me the next day. I, I don't know how long I can stay, but I can definitely help him get through this pay cycle. So 50 gold, 50 silver pieces between the two of you then. Yeah. I, I know the carpenter mentioned that the inn might have been a few gold, so we'll probably uh, probably find find somewhere else to rest. Do you know any charity houses around, or how, how much might be a, a cover and, and a pillow? Why don't you two come with me? Uh, Captain, that's, that's my kind of view. Are you, are you sure that that's all right? Uh, the only place I have that I call home is the barracks, so as long as you're not too afraid by of some bars. We've got some open cells tonight. I won't lock the doors. You can just call it a night there for the evening. Uh, but, sir, I'll, I'll give you the tax. He, he reaches out and then just sort of folds your hand back over the coins. He goes, keep it, son. I don't need it. Thank you. Now, come on. Follow me. Let's get you someplace warm. Get a hot meal in the two of you. You look famished. I don't know what you boys have been through, but I I hope I can at least be of some help to you. Now come on, let's let's go. And he leads you across the, the marketplace towards the barracks, which is aglow with all kinds of torches in the night, and his armor just gleams in the flickering the flickering light, and uh, he strides forward, cutting a path through the snow in the market. Follow me. Yeah. Like a doll on his heels. Follow him into the night. And that's where we'll wrap up for the evening. It's all about rolling dice, baby!